You are listening to the Close-Minded Millionaire Podcast, broadcasting from beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona, with your host, executive life coach and CEO of Elite Society, Christopher Bryant. Get ready to vibrate on a higher level. All right, welcome back to episode four of the podcast. Extremely excited to be with you guys right now. I'm recording from my suite in Las Vegas. Uh, I'm here for an amazing weekend, okay? Mr. Olympia, the largest fitness event in the world, is about to take place in just a few hours right next door. So I'm looking forward to attending the event shortly, uh, beside myself with excitement, okay? And for those of you that would also like to connect with me, follow uh, my fitness journey, you can follow me on Facebook under my name, Christopher Bryant, uh, or under my name, The Overnight success on Instagram. But now on this episode, I'm going to be discussing my favorite subject by far. And many of you have asked, what's my favorite topic to coach on? Or what is my favorite you know, subject to speak on? This is it by far, undoubtedly. But before I introduce the subject, I want to share my heart with you guys. There is an overwhelming sense of gratitude I have for the listeners of this podcast. There is a very special place in my heart for each of you that is starting to grow. And I want to thank each and every one of you that are messaging me. And it's too many to name individually, or I would, but just know that you guys are fanning the flame of what drives me, what keeps me going. So I appreciate you. You guys are sending me voice recordings, direct messages, and emails just telling me like how you're inspired, especially those of you who have signed on to allow me to personally coach you since the start of this podcast. I'm extremely humbled and excited that you chose to walk this journey with me. And I promise it's going to be the most phenomenal journey you have ever taken. Um, By the way, if you'd like to bring me on as a personal life coach for you or attend uh, one of my live events coming up, I'm going to be giving you more details at the end of this podcast on how to get free tickets uh, and a free copy of my book. So stay tuned for that. With that being said, episode four is on how to create a flow state. Now, what I love about being an executive life coach is that there are hidden gems everywhere. And if you're skilled enough to find them, you will. Uh, When I'm speaking to executives, venture capitalists, celebrities, Olympians, and just thought leaders from all different walks of life, there's always something new to find in their business, in their thought process, or in a system that they're using. When I speak to them, I want to find out about the most amazing moment in their life, a time when they were just absolutely in the state of flow. And I do this for a couple of reasons. Number one is because the world's most elite performers are those individuals who are keenly aware of what life was like at its zenith for them. And the second reason is because um, they were aware of life's most intimate and most ecstatic moments in their life. And because of that, they now know how to duplicate them. With that being said, the majority of my clients that I have sessions with, and most people for that matter, they struggle with remembering the moment that they were absolutely at the pinnacle of their life. They struggle with it. Over 40% of the people I coach initially, they cannot think of a specific moment when the universe was operating in their favor and they remember being in flow. They can't think of it at all. And out of the people remaining, there was only a very small percentage of them that are actually able to recall a time when they were in the zone. And get this, when they did remember a specific event, on average, it was approximately about 10 years prior, which means one of two things. They either don't know how to construct the neurological cocktail of chemicals that are working in the brain that can thrust them back into that state of flow, or they've become so comfortable in their life that they're not experiencing a flow state and that has become the norm for them. And they've lowered the bar to experience those peak moments. Either way, it's unacceptable. If we're waiting once out of every 10 years to have this amazing moment, that's not a sign of a life well lived. 
Okay, and I'm going to show you how to get in the flow and how to stay in flow. First off, let's define what a flow state is because I know it's a fairly new term. Just know that being in flow or being in a flow state is the same as what people call being in the zone. Okay, it's when you feel your best and when you perform your best simultaneously. When you're in the state of acting something out, then God seems to be just flowing through you. You're considered to be in the state of flow, hence where we get the name flow state. So what actually happens when we're in flow? Well, the frontal lobe of our brain shut down, which gives us the superpower of silencing our inner critic. You know that voice that nags you, that reminds you of the fear associated with following your dreams and taking risks, that voice? The voice that reminds you that something terrible could go wrong? Well, that voice completely goes away in flow. Okay, no more self-editing, no more paralysis by analysis, no more getting in your own way, just acting in the moment. When the frontal lobe shuts down, your collective subconscious, that mind takes over, which means everything that you've learned flows freely through you. And that throws you even into a deeper state of flow. Now, flow feels good, but it's more than just a feeling. It's actually the catalyst behind every major breakthrough. When a musician creates a new song, when an inventor has an idea to bring a new creation into the world, uh, when a writer starts a new project, a new book, a new chapter, when an athlete hits the game-winning shot, or when a sales rep gives a perfect presentation and lands a big account, these are all results of being in flow. And we all have those moments where we have personally done our best, maybe some more than others. But how do we live there? How do we stay in the state of flow? Let me set this up for us first. On an fMRI machine, by the way, an fMRI machine is just a device that monitors brain activity. But on this device, in a calm, awakened state, your brain shows up gray. And then there's yellow spots that represent very specific types of activity. Now, we're not students in a neuroscience class, okay? We're adults with deep desires of some specific things that we want to see manifested. So the thing that we need to take from this is that neurologists have noticed that the same type of brain activity happens each time when these individuals are having one of these powerful creative breakthroughs. What we know now is that you can intentionally create and develop clear-minded epiphanies just like this by curating very specific conditions in your life. It can happen, but you have to be purposeful and intentional with the steps that I'm going to give you in this episode. Now, the reason this is so exciting is because for decades, this altered state of consciousness was an ephemeral and elusive feeling that we couldn't really pinpoint as to what it was. And we didn't really know what caused these extreme euphoric and blissful moments. So we had no idea on how to duplicate them or re-engineer them. And as of recently, researchers have discovered the science behind constructing flow. And there's three triggers that have to be present before you can get into the state of flow. The first one is novelty. There has to be some kind of newness that comes into our mental space or our physical environment. Because like I've mentioned on previous episodes of this podcast, our brain operates on autopilot 95% of the time. So there has to be something new to spark and stimulate your brain, to wake it up and to get it out of autopilot. So the novelty has to be there. Usually this novelty shocks our nervous system, most of the times in a good way. So it's called the loading phase. This is typically where we overload the brain with information and new stimuli. And for many of us, this is a rush. If you're a basketball player, it's learning to shoot the basketball from 30 feet away into an 18-inch hoop. If you're starting a new business, it's figuring out how to market to your target audience and how to generate revenue. If you're an artist, it's the first brushstroke after you've been staring at a blank canvas for hours. 
Because of the brain power and creativity needed, this phase can also be quite unpleasant and a bit stressful, uh, but it's a much needed part of the process of achieving flow. Now, novelty is where I've seen the majority of people crash and burn in the most dramatic way because of the dopamine that the brain releases when you first start something new. When you start a new business, a new fitness plan, a new marriage, when you buy a new home, a new car, all of these things flood the body with your pleasure chemicals such as dopamine and endorphins and serotonin, uh, which create somewhat of a euphoric effect on your entire experience. And get this, these are the same chemicals that your brain releases if you're making love eating chocolate, gambling, or using an illegal drug. So as you can see, starting projects can be highly addictive and it could also be your downfall. I can't tell you how many times in coaching I have to stop people from starting side projects in addition to their main projects, okay? Once you get momentum, your monkey brain wants to just jump around from one thing to the next. You have to remember that your brain is constantly looking for novelty. And this is why the majority of the people that come to me for coaching claim to have a problem with distractions, lack of focus and motivation. And oftentimes they're not lacking in any of those areas, but you have to remember that as soon as you start a project, your brain is wanting the pleasure that comes from consistent newness. So it simply finds something else to focus on. And most people see this and know this as a distraction, but you can overcome this by learning how the brain works. Now, the arrangement of neurological chemicals that have to be perfectly organized and present for flow are in short supply, which means you come crashing down pretty hard off of that wave of dopamine, making the lows seem that much lower and the highs seem that much higher, which makes the whole experience even more addictive. So you're probably asking yourself, okay, so what about my routines and habits that I have in place? If novelty is truly the catalyst for flow, then do I have to throw my routines out of the window and completely become spontaneous to achieve success? That's definitely not what I'm saying, okay? Removing all of your habits would undoubtedly be problematic. Um, we all need to build practical routines for our life, but if you're working with a coach, they're going to be able to tell you what makes sense to implement as a habit and what makes sense to scrap altogether based on your short and long-term goals. Now, the second trigger that we need to have to experience flow is complexity. We need the ability to figure out the problem that we've just been thrown into. Now, here's the tricky part. If we put ourselves into a situation where we know how to perform and carry out that task, complexity won't be there and our brain is gonna disengage and go back on autopilot. So in successfully achieving complexity, we have to make sure that what we want is placed slightly outside of our reach because it's in reaching and stretching for it and attaining it that we're gonna find out what our true potential is. And this causes another rush and causes us to get another surge of dopamine once we get the reward. So there's a significant payoff on the other side of complexity. That is, if we get to the other side of complexity, okay? This is where the weak of heart usually crumble. When life shows them a problem, if they're lucky enough to get through the addictive nature of distractions in the novelty phase, they usually run out of patience and become frustrated in the complexity phase, and their dream dies in the incubation stage as an embryo. When we're right in the middle of the problem is when most of the damage is done. Uh, when we've exhausted every option to find an answer to deal with that insensitive boss at work or when financial difficulties start to compound or, or maybe we can't find the love anymore to stay in a relationship. Here's where the complexity of life sometimes calls us to die. Now, if you have a good coach, you won't die here. You'll actually be prepared for this. And how you prepare for complexity is you have to be reminded of your potential and your true identity. 
Sometimes it's easy to forget that you're the main actor in your story and that the camera is always following you. Sometimes you can get lost in the story and think that the camera is on uh, your job or on your spouse or on something else and you're an extra in the show. And if so, it's a very powerless feeling. But you have the ability to make this the most heroic scene in your movie or to make this an absolute horror film where it's the end of your business and the end of your marriage or the end of your life. And listen, I take this very seriously because when I say that some people quit here, I mean they actually give up on life. Okay, don't forget your identity. Life is way too precious of a gym not to fight for. And if you're saying to yourself that you're not clear 100% on your identity, you owe it to yourself to work with a coach. Because when life gets hard or confusing, it could literally be a matter of life and death if you're not anchored to a clear, rock-solid identity about yourself that's so compelling that it thrusts you forward into a life that you want to create, no matter what happens, you're in trouble, okay? And positive thinking is not enough. You need to know who you are. You need to have it written down in the form of a mission statement. You need to be living it and have a strong conviction behind it. Think about this. The most recited word across all scriptural texts, whether it's the Bible, the Bhagavad Gita, the Quran, the Tao Te Ching or the Buddha Sutras is the word remember. Could it be possible that God knew that we were going to encounter unbearable and sometimes unforeseeable circumstances and knew that we would consider quitting? So he saw fit to remind us in every culture and every dialect and every time period to remember who you are. You are a part of the creator, which means you have his DNA. But if you allow yourself to get swallowed up in the illusion of fear and confusion, you will forfeit your creative genius. And you're going to forfeit seeing everything that you're capable of. Most of the time when I'm coaching someone, I'm reminding them of what they promised themselves or of the superhero that they forgot that they were. Now, if you're working with a coach and you go into the complexity phase with a positive default setting, our brain actually does the opposite of forgetting who we are. It actually becomes more resourceful and information recall becomes amazing. Short-term memory, long-term memory, both start coming back to us equally. Your brain starts working for you and it'll cue up important facts, names, faces, dates from years ago if need be. Anything it thinks you need to achieve success will be available. That's why most people in flow have a heightened sense of awareness and appear to be very sharp mentally and come across really polished. Now, the third trigger that needs to be present, no matter how frightening it may sound, is uncertainty. We need the ability to fail within the scope of the job opportunity we take, the relationship we get involved in, or the new challenge that we accept. Whatever it is, we need the very realistic possibility of failure being close by. Now, for most people, they are risk averse, and this will seem tremendously counterintuitive. Um, to put failure close within reach when the goal is success. I totally get that. But when we understand how our brain is wired, this is going to make perfect sense. And we have to be skillful in knowing how much and what kind of uncertainty is needed for us. There has to be a balance between having enough risk to where your attention is needed to pull you out of autopilot, but not so little risk where you're bored or disengaged. This gray area is typically where a coach is going to help guide you safely into taking reasonable risks that will move you forward in achieving your ultimate goals. 
Now, when we remove the ability to fail, your brain sends signals to the rest of the body that says there's safety present. And it goes back into a very calm alpha brainwave state and it goes back into autopilot where flow is no longer achievable. But when we welcome the ability to fail, it triggers a part of our brain called the amygdala. And the amygdala is what's responsible for our fight or flight mechanism. When we've successfully communicated to this part of the brain that there's failure on the line, it automatically interprets this failure signal as there is survival on the line. Then when your brain realizes that the survival of its existence is on the line, just imagine a code red being signaled in your body as if it was signaled on a Navy ship. All hands are on deck, right? And it's the same way with your nervous system. Your brain is going to start waking up everything inside of you that has been laying dormant. Every creative idea, every ounce of ambition, all of your drive and courage. This will happen in a desperate attempt for your brain to save itself. But oftentimes, it will lead you into your greatest victory because of what you pull out of yourself in that magical moment of survival. And keep in mind, when I say your brain calculates that there's survival on the line, it doesn't have to actually be a physical life or death situation. And in most cases, it's not. Uh, it could be a figurative death. It could be the death of your finances, a social death, maybe an embarrassment, uh, which would be an emotional death. Regardless of the type of death, just know that you have to have enough skin in the game with whatever you're doing to really put yourself on the line. When you do, it's scary, but it's effective. Speaking of that, I'm going to leave you with a challenge to actually help you get some skin in the game and to put yourself on the hook in a positive way. And I hope you'll take me up on this offer. Technically, this is the end of the episode, but I want to challenge you like I do every week. But this time, I want to extend a personal invitation to you. I want to challenge you to attend a small workshop that I'm going to be having on October 16th. It's going to be held at Live Northgate in Gilbert, Arizona. It'll be held at the hub there, and it'll be from 6.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m., just one hour. Now, food is going to be served. It's completely free. It's a free event, so make plans to attend. I can guarantee you that your life will be changed by the time you leave this workshop. So I'm looking forward to connecting with you there. And even though it's about a month away, you still need to register ASAP because there's going to be limited seating, okay? And so you're more than welcome to bring a guest. Actually, if you bring a guest, I'm going to give you a free copy of my audiobook, The Success Story. Pay this event forward. Share this experience with someone you care about. You won't want to miss it, uh, but you do have to register to get free admission into the event. Otherwise, it'll be $10 at the door. You can RSVP by either going to the website, www.elitesocietyworldwide.com. Scroll all the way down to the bottom, enter your name and the name of the guest that's going to be attending with you. That's one way to do it. Or you can RSVP by going to the event page on Facebook, which will be under Jumpstart Your Life Workshop. So I'm looking forward to seeing all of you there. Until next time, be productive, be courageous, and be blessed. Thank you for listening to the Closed Minded Millionaire Podcast. If you have a life coaching question or a question that you want answered on our show, email us at theclosedmindedmillionaire at gmail.com. For booking details for Christopher or to have a free 15-minute consultation, please visit EliteSocietyWorldwide.com and mention the podcast. If you've been impacted and inspired by this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. Also, follow us on Instagram at theclosedmindedmillionaire.com. Join us next week for a new episode. But until then, vibrate higher, vibrate higher, vibrate higher.